Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. What a fantastic service we've had up to this moment. And I just really believe the Word of God is going to speak powerfully into our lives. Today, we want to look at a word called confidence. I believe that living in an upside-down world and desiring to walk upright has a lot to do with our confidence. And I was just talking to a few people this morning and trying to get my head around what confidence is. And we will try to explain what confidence is and how to deal with it through this service, but a little bit hard to explain, but I know when you have it and when you haven't got it. Let me make it personal. I know when I'm confident and when I lack confidence. Confidence is that feeling of being sure, that belief that you can rely on someone or something. I think we all do a little bit better in life when we are confident. But I tend to think that our confidence is a little bit fragile depending on how we are feeling and depending on our performance. You know, one day I can feel like, man, yeah, I nailed it. The next day I just feel, oh boy, what happened? And our our confidence can be so high and so low. And, you know, even driving a car, are you a confident driver? I see some people that are, you know, really careful in their driving and, you know, then they become a nuisance to everybody else. But how confident are you in driving? Confidence can be seen in the way people sing songs. Confidence can be seen in doing our work, building our relationships, your parenting, being a husband or a wife, sports performance. Confidence affects every part of our life. We are never too far from our best day or our worst day. All depends how we are in the confidence realm. So how do we separate losing a game, a competition, and how do we separate from feeling a loser and losing our self-confidence? And I've tried to work through these things because I do not like losing. I like winning. I'm a very competitive kind of person and I like to win. So how do I, you know, sort out losing something but still maintaining my confidence? As we look in the Word of God, we find in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 to 36, reads like this, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. And I know it has to do with our relationship with God and the kingdom of God, but I believe it's a principle here where it says, don't cast away your confidence because it has a great reward. Then it goes on to say this, for you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. I believe there's a great message just in those few words. In 2 Kings chapter 2, we have a character by the name of Elijah. 
Here we see him one day is calling down fire from heaven. And God wins a great victory through Elijah. A nation is turned unto the Lord. And then the next day, a threat comes to him from the king's wife named Jezebel. And she says, I'm going to kill you. Your life's going to be ended by this time tomorrow. And it's interesting. Here we are one day. He's confident. He hears this message and fear enters into his life and he becomes despondent and lacks confidence. Then we see he's on the run for his life. I'd say his confidence hit an all-time low. It's amazing how our confidence can be so fragile. Have a great win, then something happens, and then we just feel like a loser. Israel, when they were coming out of Egypt, man, they've been in captivity for 400 years, and now Moses is leading them out of Egypt, and they're heading towards the promised land. It was supposed to be a a three or four days journey. Israel comes out of Egypt with great confidence and great boldness, and they're heading towards the promised land, but they came across a roadblock. It was called the Red Sea. And Pharaoh thought, what have I done? We've let all of our slave labor, they're all gone. And he changed his mind and he began to pursue Israel again. And he was thinking that have lost their way. You know, they're in the wilderness, it's closed them in and they're just, they'll just be stuck. And so as Egypt was pursuing Israel, Israel saw, man, there's probably not going to be a way out of here. Mountains each side, Egyptians behind them, the Red Sea in front of them. Here, one day, full of boldness, full of confidence, and now boldness and confidence has leaked out of their life. But the good news is God turns up and confidence is restored once more. Maybe there is something deeper we need to discover when we're talking about confidence. Let me just say that again. I just think maybe there is something a little bit deeper we need to discover as we're speaking about this amazing concept of confidence. Let me ask you a question. How is your confidence? You know, has there been a sickness or an injury that, you know, once you were just so buoyant and, and now you've got a sickness or an injury and you just feel like, man, my confidence has just slipped away. Your confidence has taken a hit or you've made a mistake and you just think, how did I do that? And you begin to go over in your mind and over in your mind and just think, oh, that was so foolish and confidence begins to diminish or a relationship. That's not working. That was so good that you had such an understanding. It was working so good. And and then the relationship begins to turn sour and we we look at ourselves and just kind of think what went wrong in our confidence. Proverbs 13 in verse 12 reads like this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, you lose your confidence. You begin to get disappointed and that sense of being unsure and just lacking that self-confidence and it flings 
out of your life or it flees from your life. Let's go back to that scripture where it says, don't throw away your confidence. Or I just kind of like it in this version, you know, don't fling away your confidence. I am convinced that we can put a demand on the God confidence inside of us. If God is in me, he is a God of confidence. And if I can rely on him, it's amazing what can happen. You see, we can lose, we can have a mistake, we can see things not work out the way that they should, but don't develop a loser mentality where your confidence is always on the downer because you feel you're not good as or you just just can't get the victory. Refuse to be robbed. Don't give up. When I was a younger person, I had a personal battle with confidence. Where did it come from? I, I often think of it, I think it may be comparison I'm the youngest in my family and I probably wasn't smart as my other brothers and sisters. And then the teachers at school would say, why aren't you as smart as your brothers and sisters? And, you know, it's kind of always that comparison. And then I began to develop the mentality, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not smart. Maybe I'm not as good or maybe I can't do certain things. And I really believe that comparisons can do a big damage to your life. Can I encourage you? Don't go there. Don't go there at all because it doesn't help. And it even goes in body image where you're comparing your body to someone else's or, or your looks or the, the standard of life and living. Hey, you've got your track to live. Live it to the best and live it with confidence. I think this. I think you are okay. But be the best you. Live from the God inside of you. And the more we talk about this, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to help you not just live by other people's expectation that when they're happy with you, you're confident, you're moving forward. I believe that God has a track with inside of you. I really appreciate a conversation I had with a pastor friend of mine where I was just complaining one day where I just felt that people weren't following me and I was getting frustrated. And he looked me right in the eye and he said this, John, if you don't have confidence in yourself, in the God in you, in the abilities and the talents he's placed within your life, how can you expect anybody else to have confidence in you? I want to tell you that conversation changed my life. Maybe today you hearing it may change your life. 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 6 and 7, speaks about King Saul. They were just about to go into war, and he was lacking confidence. And let's read this. And when the men of Israel saw that they were in danger, for the people were distressed, then the people hid in caves, in thickets, in rocks, in holes, and in pits. And some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal. Gilgal means uncertainty, going round in circles. And all the people followed him trembling. I just want to encourage you, if you're a dad, be confident. If you're a mum, be confident. 
I believe that confidence is such a great characteristic that God has given to each one of us. Then he waited seven days and according to the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal and all the people were scattering from him. You see, King Saul lacked confidence and his followers lacked confidence. You see, we see this all the time in the political arena. If the people lose confidence in the political leader, he can't lead. So what helps us build confidence? Number one is this. Step up and be confident about life now. If you're not going to step up and be confident about life, when are you going to make the decision to be confident? I feel our life holds promise for now, also in the future. So I believe it's time to step up and be confident now. The Bible talks about in Hebrews 11 that faith is now, that faith is a substance. It's something you can feel. It's tangible. And I believe you got faith in your heart. And as you allow that to rise up within your spirit and allow God to convince you about his wonder and about his purpose for your life, I believe it builds confidence. Be confident in his will. Why don't you just start afresh if you're uncertain and just say, from this day on, I'm going to live my life in the will of God. What does that mean? I'm going to get up every day and say, God, this day is yours. Be confident that you are a child of God. If you're going through a tough time, be confident that you'll be teachable and inquire tools for life that you can move forward. Number two, step up in confidence in the midst of struggles. You're going through a tough time, I know it's hard to be confident, but you can be confident in God. You can be confident that you'll survive, that you can be confident that you are going to have a story to tell the other side of it. You see, just like optimism, I believe that confidence can help us and strengthen us to see our future and our now in a whole new light. It's interesting, this morning I was just thinking about the Apostle Paul. What an amazing character. And he went through so much suffering. He went through the highs and lows. And I was looking in 2 Corinthians 11, and Paul talks about where he was imprisoned. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. And he was often in danger from his countrymen and people from other places. He was in danger. He says he had sleepless nights. He was hungry. He was thirsty. And it even says he was naked and he was cold. You, you just can't imagine what this person went through. But somehow he stayed optimistic and he stayed confident because his confidence was not in the circumstance. His confidence was in God. And he believed that no matter where he found himself, that God would be with him and that God would sustain him. And if God didn't sustain him, that God would strengthen him somehow to endure the pain and come out the other side a better person. I look at the Apostle Paul and I just think, what a brave hearted person. I look at Jesus Christ and say, what a brave-hearted person. 
going through suffering, went to the cross, died for us, but he had a confidence about him. He just believed that God was turning everything out for good and his purpose was being fulfilled. I just want to encourage you today, don't be distracted by short-term losses. The Apostle Paul, he probably thought, all he could have thought, man, I'm losing here, but he didn't allow short-term losses to distract him from his mission. Point number three is step up into Christ-like confidence. I like what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 4, and he says, though I might have confidence in the flesh, and Paul was a brilliant person. He had, you know, degree after degree. He was one of the brain sources of his days. And it says, if anyone else thinks that he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so, I've accomplished a lot of things. A lot of things have been done through my life even before I was a Christian. And then he says this, yet indeed I count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. This is in verses 8 and 10. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. I believe there's a little bit more to confidence than we realize. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ. Have confidence in who you are in God and who God is making you and he's going deeper in your life. So our confidence is not so much in our accomplishments, but our confidence is in the person who loved us and gave himself for us, who cheers us on, who strengthens us that we may be confident and achievers in all areas of our life. A few keys to help build confidence. Hey, comparing yourself with others will always cause a greater lack of confidence. Appreciate and be comfortable with yourself. I want to read to you the parable of the pencil maker. He took the pencil aside just before putting it into the box. And he said to the pencil, there are five things you need to know. He told the pencil, before I send you out into the world, always remember them and never forget, and you will become the best pencil you can be. Number one is this. You'll be able to do many great things, but only if you allow yourself to be held in someone's hand. Number two, you will experience a painful sharpening from time to time but you'll need it to become a better pencil. Number three, you will be able to correct any mistakes you make. Number four, the most important part of you is what is inside of you. Number five, on every service you are used on, you must leave your mark no matter what the condition, you must continue to write. I believe that's confidence. 
Just let me share a couple of other things as I bring this to a close. Confidence. Seek what strengthens your life. Also, if you fail today, start afresh tomorrow. I live by the 24-hour rule. If I have a great victory, I celebrate for 24 hours. If I have a great loss, I grieve for 24 hours and just teach myself, hey, we're not going to do that again. Then I move on. The other thing is I believe that God does honor preparation. I just want to encourage whatever you do, remember this. It's all about preparation. Prepare yourself. Prepare what you do. Prepare your house. Prepare your life, your children. Preparation. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 reads like this, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And as I finish off, I want to encourage you to start to make some declarations. Make some declarations of who you are in Christ. I'm a child of God. Where are you going? Man, I'm going to fulfill the destiny that God has for me. What are you doing? Declare what you're doing. I'm a husband, my wife, I'm a worker. You know, I'm involved in the kingdom of God. Confidence. I just believe. Keep on declaring who you are in Christ Jesus. 1 John 5.14 reads like this. This is the confidence that I have before him, that if I ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.